So speaking of James Corden, did you see that um, clip where he had like two Jewish actors, Mayim Bialik and someone else on, and they were talking about the shofar and James Corden was just in complete stunned silence because his guests were talking around him instead of directly to him and about him. <laughs> that sounds incredible and I have not seen it. Oh, it's absolutely delightful because they're they're doing like you know, the thing that Jewish people tend to do, which is when you find another Jew, you start getting really excited to talk about Judaism <laughs> with them. <laughs> they're talking about the different kinds of uh, blasts that you do on a shofar for Rosh Hashanah and they're like mimicking all of the blasts which is just them making like trumpet noises with their mouths <laughs> and James Corden is just like ah, 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 the entire time it's just so it's so delightful because I like seeing James Corden uncomfortable that is fucking incredible okay um so before we get I guess we should start the episode, huh? I mean, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we should. Okay, well, I'm gonna request that we wait a minute because the garbage truck is outside at this exact moment, picking up the either the recycling or the compost bin, and I'm gonna suggest we wait for that to go away before we actually start the episode. You don't want to. You don't want our cold open to just be garbage picking up sounds. I mean, it, our cold open is just talking about picking up garbage. We were talking about James Corden getting owned. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll allow it. You know, one of the disadvantages about living on a city street is that trash pickup usually involves the truck being there for a very long time because they're picking up, like, many houses in short succession. Yeah, that's true. I can still hear it, but I... Can you hear it? I can. I haven't been able to hear it at all this entire time. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess we can get started. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to Unsound Theories. I'm Kat. I'm Kira. And we watch movies with no sound and no subtitles and try to figure out what the hell is going on. Spoiler, homosexuality. But like, not good homosexuality. It's... <sighs> It's a movie that has a canon gay couple, and I still feel queer-baited by it. Yeah, and neither of them died. True, neither of them died. That is an important thing to <laughs> yeah. add. So, like, it, it didn't it didn't do any of those shitty, like, queer-bait tropes. It's just that the main characters didn't seem into each other. No. They, like, they did in the... Their whole dynamic was, like, so insanely back and forth between obviously into each other and fucking hate each other. Do we like, want to maybe introduce what this movie was called before we go too deep into the analysis? I mean, I guess. It's in it the title of the episode. It doesn't matter. That's true. But that, the movie that, is true. called Christmas at the Ranch. I think. Christmas at the Cranch. The Cranch. The Cranberry Ranch. <laughs> it's, it's, Cranch is Cran that sauce that they sold for a little while that was ketchup and ranch mixed together. Uh, I was <laughs> I was thinking Cranberry Ranch and internally just sort of dying. 
Cranberry Ranch would be so bad. Uh, so <laughs> so did, let's talk about... Let's talk about the movie. Christmas at the Ranch. Christmas at the Ranch. I named the main character um, Krabby Patty. Okay, that's a pretty good name. Um, so I originally was just going to call her Hustle Culture Protagonist. Uh-huh. Because like that's typical of these Christmas movies. Um, yeah. I'm actually currently writing a game that's sort of inspired by the Hallmark-style Christmas movie, but set on Halloween, and you also get to date monsters instead of boring, generic, sexy white men. <laughs> and sexy is in air quotes because, girl, what? No, yeah, no. Most of the time, girl, what? They ain't. They ain't. Um, so, okay, so she is, like, as far as I can tell, like, a social media manager or something. Yeah, I, I think she company. she works in marketing as far as I can tell. Like, she's a marketing exec in L.A. Um, I named her uh, Haley Claire Protagonist because it's hustle culture protagonist, and then that became <laughs> HCP, and then that became Haley Claire. Perfect. Um, I named her Krabby Patty because... In the opening scene, she, like, wakes up from being passed out on her laptop, and she's getting, like, a bunch of replies to, like, a social media post or something, and someone, a lot of them have to do with crabs. Was she in, like, crab marketing? No. It was an energy drink company. That is also references like why is an energy drink company talking about crabs was one of the was one of the replies she got. So I think she got drunk and shit posted about crabs on her company's social media site. Do you think she like saw that uh, she saw that like I don't know the queen died and then posted crab rave <laughs> <laughs> on the energy drink social media website? <laughs> I like to imagine that in this universe, she posted Crab Rave because, um, I don't know, um, fucking... (sighs) Who are we excited to have die next? Uh, I mean, honestly, quite a lot of people. (laughs) What the fuck is this guy? What the fuck is that guy's name? I can't remember his name. Elon Musk? Oh... God, I don't remember. I'll get there in a second. Hi, everyone. This is Future Cat. I just want to let everyone know that I was thinking about Henry Kissinger. I will get there later in the episode, but I just wanted to let you know off the bat. Yeah, we'll get there. But so she shitposted about crabs on her company's social media for some reason. And she wakes up and like her boss is like messaging her messaging her frantically like and she has to like hurry to get into the office and then i want to talk about the decor in her personal office because um the way it's decorated is it's so clear they were only interested in decorating what the camera would see from shooting from yes. like a door perspective but then they show the other walls that are just bare the only decorations are behind her on the wall <laughs> yeah that's like it's very weird they did they did that a lot yeah there's a lot of like very bare decor like when um 
the when the older woman who lives on uh i don't know hustle culture ranch uh makes breakfast the breakfast is a plate of like six strips of bacon yeah way too many sliced apples way too many grapes yeah a PB&J station to make your own PB&J, and four muffins under a cloche. <laughs> and it's the most craft services, like, cobbled together bullshit <laughs> breakfast yeah. I have ever seen. It, there's, there's <laughs> just, it, it totally, totally ruined my suspension of disbelief. Like, that was the thing that brought me out of this movie, was this stupid fucking breakfast. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are the the people, the ranch people, I assume are her relatives, are those supposed to be her parents? I think um, the, the guy who works on the ranch is her older brother. Okay, because I, for some reason, thought that was supposed to be her dad, and I was like, they look the same age. No, who it's definitely casting? her, he's definitely her brother. Okay. I think he's her brother, and then the older woman might be their grandmother, I think possibly their paternal grandmother. Okay. Because, like, there was a lot of, at least from the visuals, I, I there was an implication that uh, the two of them are, like, mixed white and asian mm-hmm. and that kind of like there's definitely a picture of them with their mother in like traditional clothing mm-hmm. that led me to believe that you know their mom moved to the u.s and married a cowboy <laughs> <laughs> like you do yeah you know like like you do <laughs> like you do she she oh what if their parents are the protagonists of a previous Christmas Hallmark-type movie where the mother is a business lady and somehow finds herself at the ranch and they fall in love. I think that makes perfect sense. Yes. It's why, like... They're, like, so weirdly obsessed with Christmas at this ranch. Um, I, yeah. I, I have a couple of other things to talk about as, we, as regards to the ranch itself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I, so, like, they got, like, six, seven hogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. They got a couple chickens. How they make money. I mean, I know that's the plot, that, that they is... know make money. <laughs> they they but... know make money. I did see they do pay the the the, the cowgirl $20,000. She also gets a free home. Yeah. Like, that. that's not uncommon as a pay rate for farmhands, because you're giving them, like, room and board, too. Yeah. The... Uh, I don't know... I'm not a ranch business lady, so I don't know how the monies does it with the animals. So, um, you know, ranches make their money by um, Christmas selling those animals to places that kill them and then turn them into meat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, that's the thing. They don't have enough pigs to turn into meat. Yeah, and... Their chickens don't seem to lay a lot of eggs. There's like one Possibly egg in the morning. Possibly because the chickens are malnourished. 
welcome to the animal agriculture industry where they support themselves off of a stupid Christmas hayride and mistreat the animals because they're broke. <laughs> yes. It was I... just... It, okay, we haven't gotten into the romance plot in this movie. No. Because... I do have... Okay, this is a tangent. So this is somewhat related to the romance. Does her family know she's gay? That's a good question. It did seem a little bit in some of the scenes like she was trying to hide that. But then... Uh... But then her brother, like, came to the the ranch hand's cabin while she was there, having spent the night. Mm-hmm. But then it mm-hmm. did seem a little bit like they were trying to explain it away to him. and By telling the truth. Did they tell? I, I feel like it was I like, oh, they... no, no, it's not what it seems like. I had Yeah, to it's not what night. it seems like. I just had to stay over because it was snowing. And... Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, the the power went out, so we shared the bed for warmth. Yeah, like, yeah. This is the the God's honest truth. But um, I think she's probably... So my, my read was that um, Haley protagonist was uh, a, a bisexual character. Like, that that was the vibe she had for me. Really? Like, I, I, I read her as bi, and I read um, Cowgirl Jess as... Cowgirl Jess. Yeah, Jessie from Woody's Roundup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I read her as being just, like, you know, gold star lesbian. Yeah, I... Not that the star system is anything but toxic, but, like, you know, kind of the confidence of a dyke who's always known exactly what she was into. Yeah, the... Okay, there's a scene where... Haley protagonist mm-hmm. goes to like a restaurant bar thing mm-hmm. and a woman joins her there. Yes, yes, Boho Bestie. <laughs> yes. Is that her friend or was that a date or? No, I don't think that was a date. I think like my read on that scene was that it was her birthday. And her friends were supposed to meet her there, but because she's been so busy with her marketing job and posting on social media about crabs for the death of Henry Kissinger, um, <laughs> I finally remember you got his it. name. You got it, yes. Good, good. I'm glad we I, got I have, there. Yes, it, I just had to stop thinking <laughs> about it. So I imagine in this universe that Henry Kissinger dies and she posts crab rave on the energy drink social media yeah. and that's why it's a successful marketing campaign because all of the fucking radicalized millennials are like well we gotta start buying this energy drink but all most of the of, trans girls but, who but, hate henry kissinger and subsist <laughs> exclusively <laughs> off of energy drinks switch from monster to whatever fucking energy drink this was big fish energy or something like that it just it okay most of the like responses to the the thing that she sees in the morning are like, "Whoa, I'm not gonna be buying this energy drink anymore," and stuff like that. So yeah, because the obnoxious conservatives who are all like, "Ooh, we need to respect people when they die," are upset that she posted crab rave okay. while <laughs> while the. 
fucking fascists were mourning Henry Kissinger. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just a little confused as to why she does a big bad social media post that she should that that I assume she gets in trouble at work for, and then later she I guess gets a promotion or something. I think she gets like a bonus and a promotion because. She gets in trouble because it's like, oh, this is a bad look for the company, blah, blah, blah. She goes away for Christmas and then comes back and sees, uh, and, and like sales figures have come in for the last couple of weeks and they're through the fucking roof. Okay, this makes sense. So in, so that that's like the reason she gets that big bonus and promotion and hugs her boss and everything like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and or then, the owner then... of the company. I think she like, doesn't respect her boss no absolutely not she's too good and also she does use that money to save her family ranch yes from from i don't know jbl (laughs) a professional wrestler (laughs) um his whole deal as a character as a wrestling character is that he's a rich cowboy yeah so this guy might have literally just been playing jbl so the rich like rival cowboy guy like business business cowboy man Mm -hmm. at one point does arrive in a mitsubishi outlander (laughs) yep which coincidentally is the same car that the protagonist drives (laughs) yep (laughs) now do you think they had the budget for more than one car i do not they probably rented that car from Enterprise for three days. <laughs> Max. <laughs> it's like, okay, we've got three days to film the outdoor shots where we have a car. Our budget for this car is $75. <laughs> our craft service. We spent all of our money on craft services so that we could have that one breakfast scene. <laughs> All of of our money went to the graphic design department who made the dating app a dating app. Yes! (laughs) I love that so much. A a dating app. Listeners, they use a dating app and it's just called... A dating, dating app. app. <laughs> what if it's... <laughs> what, if... what if it's... What if it's... What if it's not a dating app? What if it's a dating app? And the A stands for something, like like J-Date. That was a thing in the, like, the 90s, right? 
J-Date yeah. is still an app. Okay, so what if it's, like, that? What if the A, like... A dating app? Yeah. Um, the dating app for asexual and aromantic people? <sighs> the only other thing I can think of is atheist, and that sounds insufferable. So I'm gonna go with yours. Ooh, actually, that does remind me of... I. I because, you know, I'm constantly working on multiple game projects. Um, can I get your opinion on something? Yes. I'm deciding between two options. I'm making a hack of lasers and feelings mm-hmm. about um, surviving a family party for Hanukkah. Okay. Uh, and you play Dreidel to actually play the game instead of uh, <laughs> using D6s, like, typical of lasers and feelings. Um, do you prefer... An, an annoying kid cousin or a Reddit atheist as one of the threats the GM can deploy? A Reddit atheist is pretty threatening. Okay, we'll go with the Reddit atheist. God. This game is, once it's done, I think it's going to be a hit with, you know, the <clears throat> various queer Jews that exist in the indie tabletop RPG space. Yes. Antelope antelope dating app? No. Antelope date? No. Maybe they just... Uh, It's a dating app for people who want to date Canadians, but they didn't know how to spell A. Oh, it's it's like a it's like um uh, like a like a Tumblr thing where they like shorten a thing to to be cute and, and and hip and trendy, cool for their app name. I can't think of anything else that would be applicable that starts with A that both of them would have uh, as a marketing executive and a ranch hand. Uh, Abbott and Costello? That would be A and C dating app. Uh, Apple. Apple. Apple date. Apple dating app. Wouldn't that just be called iDate? <laughs> uh, you know, I- the, okay, let's start. Back when the default was naming something i lowercase i and then the thing dark times i think dark i times, date yes. i think i date would have been a really big hit dating app probably and if i had a time machine i would go back to the dot-com boom and i would start i date and then i would sue the shit out of apple when they released the iphone for oh infringing God. on my intellectual property fuck i mean yeah that's a good plan And then I would use that money to construct another time machine because it's a single use thing to get back to. Wait, why? (laughs) Single use? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it relies on unstable nuclear material to power it. Okay. So, you know, we're going to need to get put on some FBI lists first. (laughs) So, their relationship is insane. Because this movie is supposed to be a romance film like a specifically a queer romance film um did you get the sense that anyone queer had anything to do with this movie yeah same none whatsoever the scene where they match on the dating app felt so wrong to me especially they because, both like... immediately messaged each other that's impossible <laughs> I mean, they could both be tops. True. But what are the chances of that? I guess it is a movie. Yeah. I I think our um our perception is probably skewed 
by our data set. Okay. And I don't think there is a top shortage. I think it's just that there aren't a lot of trans girls who are comfortable topping. Okay. I guess. And, you know, with us being T for T, I'm assuming, based on our relationships. Yeah, uh, I mean, not exclusively, but that that is the way it has uh, turned out for me. I mean, like, my position is that I am T for T insofar as I like to date people who have critically examined their gender. Yeah. And it just so happens that that usually ends up being trans people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, but yeah, I, I think it's just that our sample size skews our data. That's fair. But, okay. You know, we, we live in a community of like bottoms Georg. But, Okay. But they both seemed to know they were on a date. Okay, yeah, that one's inexplicable. Yeah. I also liked the scene where the cowgirl fucking lights a match and puts it out and then uses the, like, the ash from that to do eyeliner. That might have been the sexiest thing I have ever seen. (laughs) I am extremely extremely willing to compromise all of my morals for a sexy cowgirl. Fair, fair. It just seemed very dangerous to me. And that's what makes it hot. True. Like, there's this uh, person I follow on TikTok, and she posts horse riding videos. I am ethically against horse riding. Um, She's a ranch hand. I am ethically against ranching. But I am simping. (laughs) Because she'll post videos of her like riding at a gallop synced to music mm-hmm. and the way that you need to ride to ride at a gallop is very thrusty <laughs> okay and boy have i had some moments about that <laughs> i can see that yeah um now that's the other thing i did because they they do ride horses very briefly in this movie they do which i think actually the horses were probably the bulk of their budget. Yes, that makes sense. Because, like, you know, horses are expensive. And I don't think either of the actresses can actually ride horses. Really? Because neither of them looked very comfortable. That's They got true. to, like, a serviceable, like, they were able to ride serviceably at, like, a walk, which is all we saw. But, like... If they could actually ride, we would have seen some real scenes of them riding, you know? True. One thing I found extremely strange about their, like, budding romance was Mm -hmm. the scene in the cabin. Right. So she comes over to the cabin and with, like, hot chocolate, and they share some hot chocolate, and it's cute. And Mm -hmm. then, like, the power goes out. Mm-hmm. And she panics, but then it comes, and then it's okay, and 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 then they 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 start to go to bed, and they have what looks like a really angry fight about the blankets. Like they both seem extremely upset with each other, and then three seconds later are cuddling. Yeah. So like that's the thing. Um, I, I put in my, I have here in my notes, um, this is, so this is after actually what my favorite scene in the movie, my favorite scene in the entire movie is the accounting montage. (laughs) 
Because I have a soft spot God in my heart it, for Kat. lesbian accountants. <laughs> like, God. there's just something very attractive about people who can understand how to create and balance a budget for That's... a company on that scale. And, like, you know, the, the page markers and everything. I, lesbian accountants, I'm all about them. Cat. <laughs> yeah. This is... This is the best cat thing you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> That's, you know, I think I've said worse in terms of the, the catliness scale. <laughs> it's, okay, maybe, but, but it's pretty fucking high up there. Okay, so the thing about the blanket scene, going back to that, now that we've talked yes. about the accounting, yes. because, whew, uh, like, they very clearly had enough blankets for two people because they were sleeping separately. Yeah. At first... there, There's literally uh, two blankets in that bed. Yes. But the, I just... I don't... But, like, like, the ranch hand, like, throws a pillow at her face and she, like, slams it down angrily next to her. It's like... And then it's like, okay, now I'm the big spoon. Yeah. It's... What? What? That's not human behavior. Lesbian or otherwise. Maybe she's into primal play and like <sighs> testing the waters. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't Here's know what thing, that though. was. Uh, it was interesting. And that, like they, it was weird. Their whole it, deal they keep going like rapidly back and forth like that between like totally super into each other, like smiling and, and being all shy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. like fucking hating each other. Yeah, so uh, there's a homestuck term for that that I won't make the podcast listeners have to deal with. Good. But um, they are still exhibiting signs of romance. It's just whether it's... Hey, cat. Yeah? What was that? That was homestuck terms. I thought you were sparing the podcast listeners and also your yeah, podcast co-hosts. Yeah, I'm editing it out. I said I'm, I'm, I said, also, I said I'm sparing also, the listeners. I didn't say the host. Your, your podcast co-host could have been spared I did that. not say the co-host would be spared. I'm editing that part out for the listeners. What if you just censor it? Okay, that works. <laughs> I could do that. Okay, so there's another thing that bugs me. Yes. As someone with long hair mm-hmm. and kind of fine hair if i sleep with my hair down and wearing a necklace oh it's in there yeah it's in there it's fully and my hair is a tangled mess the necklace has merged with the hair at this point yes now cowgirl jesse did sleep with a necklace and her hair down yes and then woke up with pristine hair i mean how do you do that it's Especially when she keeps her hair in a braid 90% of the time. It Okay, <clears throat> I have an explanation for this. Why not sleep with a braid? I have an explanation for this. Okay. She woke up before Haley protagonist and fixed her hair and then came back to bed. And that was before they started filming. You know, I uh, don't have a good counter argument, so <laughs> restored suspension of disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the the movie ends with um Haley protagonist getting a big bonus for posting crab rave about Henry Kissinger dying. Yeah. And then 
buying the or paying off the debt that the ranch had so that JBL couldn't buy it. Here's a question. Uh huh. She gets her big raise and absolutely fucking races to the ranch to save it, right? Before right. dipshits can buy it. She did at some point during this journey stop to pick up her weird hippie friend. Yes, her boho bestie. Who, I don't, I don't know that we've done justice to describe this woman. Yeah. Uh, she is a, the, the, the very typical airhead hippie girl. She spends half of her income in a crystal shop. Yeah, but I don't think she has income so much as uh, she has allowance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, and uh, her vibes are just rancid. (laughs) No, I would, I would hate her in real life. I, I simply would not put up with her. Also, I did see the credits, and her name is Masonry. I, I I feel like someone someone somewhere involved in this movie like actually knew what they were trying to do and wanted to make like a little bit of like a movie that pokes fun at the style of movie that it is. Yeah. But then like fucking forgot or got fired halfway through. Yeah. And like Ended up chur- they they ended up churning out something extremely extraordinarily generic. I okay, I figured out the perfect way to describe this woman's behavior in the movie. It is mm-hmm. like she is on MDMA and mushrooms at all times. This is the hippie friend. Yes. Yeah. Um. There's so a, there's a scene where she picks up the the like torn up bits of the contract like very mm-hmm. tenderly and then she's like waving her arms around in the air like a fucking fairy. Yeah, I it's, think she was apologizing to <clears throat> Mother Earth because they dared to litter upon her surface. Yeah. <laughs> I don't what? know why she was in that movie. No, I don't think she added anything. No. Other than establishing that um that that Haley protagonist had a social life. Yeah. A dysfunctional social life, much like her dysfunctional romantic life. Yes. Um, so the movie ends with um, what, it, what, what um, cowgirl Jessie thinks is supposed to be the last Christmas hayride that they ever do. Mm-hmm. It's established earlier in the movie that the ranch does Christmas hayrides and that cowgirl Jessie absolutely goes wild for these Christmas hayrides. Yes, she loves, she's, she's nuts for the stuff. Yeah, she's like a, a cat on catnip with these fucking hayrides. Yeah. Um, extremely, extremely mildly entertaining hayride. Yeah, they just sort of roll. Go by a couple of statues and then yeah. come back to the barn. Yeah. It, it might take at most 10 minutes. <laughs> yes. But the the final scene is these handwritten block letter colorful signs along the hayride route saying, I bet you thought this was the last hayride. Boo, 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 boo. And then she shows up at the barn and Haley protagonist comes out with yet another sign that says, can we give this another shot? And we find out her name is like Julia. It's Kate. No, not the not the cowgirl, oh. the 
the protagonist. It's Haley. It is actually Haley. Is it really? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> I thought you knew that. I genuinely did not know that. (laughs) I made that name up. Okay. Hello, listeners. It's Kat with this week's mid-roll announcements. First off, welcome to this year's Unsound Holiday special event. We're watching holiday movies, and that means holiday movies, not just Christmas movies, this month to add a little bit of light to the darkest month of the year. Speaking of holidays, within the next few days, I'll be publishing a Hanukkah hack of lasers and feelings called Latkes and Broigus, It's a fun little low-stakes holiday game wherein you and your cool family members try to save the family Hanukkah dinner from a variety of threats, including a Reddit atheist and the torture that is being forced to play Cards Against Humanity. You'll need a dreidel and some tokens to play, but the game is applicable to most family gatherings, even goyish ones. Latkes and Broigus will be dropping on my itch page sometime very soon. I'm working on finishing up the layout and running a playtest this weekend. Hopefully that gives you enough time to brush up on some Yiddish so you can share the game with your entire mishpucha. If you'd like to interact with Kira and me on social media, you can follow me on Tumblr at zaftycat.tumblr.com and Kira on her Tumblr at sapphire-mess.tumblr.com. We're also both on Twitter for the time being, as long as that remains a thing, at ZaftyCat, and Kira is at Sapphire underscore mess. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. First, you can tell someone about the show. We thrive on word of mouth, and our goofy brand of weird is the perfect thing to recommend to your friends, your polycule, your found family, your biological family, or your kismesis. You could also be our favorite people in the world and leave a review for the show on the podcatcher of your choice. We're fans of good pods for their really neat shareability features, but whatever you prefer works for us. If you do leave a review, let us know via tweet or Tumblr message, and we'll get you a shout-out on the show. Thirdly, we'd be so grateful if you were to support us on Patreon. We make this show because we love it, not because of the money, but a little support from you goes a really long way for us, so please do consider that. No integer dollar amount is too small, and it really does make a huge difference. That's all for the mid-roll. I'll let past me and Kira get back to talking about whatever the hell Masonry's whole deal is. I- this movie was weird. But, like, not in the weird way that most of the movies we watch are weird. Like, in a very heteronormative representation of lesbian romance sort of way. I don't know. It was a weird one, guys. Uh, cue the VCR sound so I can get out of here. Uh, <laughs> do you wanna? Do you wanna find out what the fuck this movie is about? I don't think it has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um. Okay. So the full extent of the um, uh, what what the fuck do you call it? Synopsis on, um, IMDb because that's the best I'm gonna find. Yes. Is. When Haley Hollis returns to her family ranch to try to save it from closure, she wasn't banking on spending so much time with the ranch hand, Kate, 
or falling for her. That's okay. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's I'm sure she wasn't. It stars Amanda Righetti as Kate. Hey, why was um why was Kate in the hotel? Uh, that's a really good question. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Because she went and just stayed in a hotel room in town. For one night. Yeah. Maybe she needed to get away from... Maybe she was... I think she was staying in town because she was applying for a new ranch hand position somewhere else because she knew the ranch was getting shut down. Possibly. But it turns out it wasn't. Okay, so we have Amanda Righetti as Kate. uh, Lindsay Wagner as Meemaw. Okay. No, no name as, given. Cool. Yeah, Lore Allen as Haley Hollis. Archie Cow as Charles, no last name given. I assume that's her brother. Dia Frampton as Lauren. Um, I think that's Haley's boss. Oh. Okay. Um, Aaron Branch as Steve. S- Steve was the um, the guy her assistant at work. Yeah. Can we talk um, about? We have... I want to talk about the gay waiter for a second. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, yes. We'll get to him. He, he was played by Andrew Brennan. Um, Kelly Bartram played Masonry. <laughs> Patrick played... O'Sullivan played Eric, her boss at the energy drink. Um, he, okay, I, I don't know how to explain this, but on, on an uncanny valley level, like barely perceptible, mm-hmm. you can only see it sometimes, he kind of looks like Jim Carrey. A little bit, yes. Yes. Like a blonde Jim Carrey. Yes. But like only slightly. Like like a seltzer water level of looking like seltzer water flavor level of looking like Jim Carrey. Um Amanda Rigetti was in the OC. Okay. Where she played a character, get this, named Haley. Ooh. Does this take place in the same universe? No, because Amanda Rigetti played Kate. Is this a supernatural situation where Sam was Dean before Dean was Dean? I think it's a supernatural situation in that um, after they kissed, Kate got sent to Supernatural. Because <laughs> what, what's his fuck, who's Sam in Supernatural, played a character named Dean in Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm intimately familiar with Supernatural, yeah. Kira. Okay. I have watched... All 15 seasons. I think it's that sort of situation where it is a shared universe, but like a weird twisted mirror type deal. Okay. Yeah, I mean... This also is true about Gilmore Girls and Supernatural. Could be. (laughs) Um, You know, I I give up. Um, So we found out what this movie is about. Obviously (laughs) didn't win any awards. What kind of reviews do we have? Okay, so I found three, uh, most, like, a lot of the reviews were, like, angry about them being gay, and and how this was supposed to be a family thing. Absolute pieces of shit, worthless human beings. Really just completely, completely missed the bottom of this movie. Bottom of the fucking barrel. Um, so... It's a movie that whose point was fucking the entire movie is is a, is 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 the the whole deal is two women falling in love like 
Ha. Anyway, so this one, this this is more of a um, more of a comment than a question. I mean, a review. Mm-hmm. And it is titled "Time Slash Canada." Okay. Where am I able to watch the movie in Canada? I keep checking Apple TV and other apps. I've been waiting to watch this movie since I saw the trailer. I love the storyline to the movie, and I just can't wait to see it. There is no review. There is replied? no review attached to this. Has anyone replied to that review? No, but zero out of 12 people found it helpful. Can you reply and let her know or him know that the movie is on Tubi? <clears throat> this was posted in 2021. Yeah. I bet they're still looking for the movie. <laughs> I don't think IMDb has replies to reviews. Oh, well. Anyway. Um, anyway. Yes. There is another 9 out of 10 stars review. Okay. And this is a nice review. It is I like titled, nice reviews. Nice movie with great scenery and horses. And it reads... Ah, uh, the horse girl review. <laughs> it reads... <laughs> Sound the horse girl alarm first. (laughs) Horse girl alarm. Okay, it reads, Cute movie with attractive characters. I enjoyed watching this before Christmas. The fact that the two main characters are lesbians was a treat, but also in how their sexuality was relatively incidental and not a big deal. Definitely a PG movie too. I wouldn't hesitate to watch it with family. My only complaint is that it wasn't long enough. Um, that's what she said. (laughs) <clears throat> and then there's another one out of ten star review. Oh boy. And it reads... It is titled One. Oh, oh boy. And, and it reads... Oh brother. Was a treat, but also in how their sexuality was relatively incidental and not a big deal. Definitely a <laughs> PG movie too. I wouldn't hesitate to watch it with my family. My only complaint is it wasn't long enough. Uh, so... Fucking, they fucking got me. <laughs> they fucking got me. I've been gone. So, I was intrigued, and I investigated uh-huh. this IMDb user, Batool Balloon Head, and all of their reviews are like this. All of their reviews start mid sentence. I assume, like copy pasted from another review, like. There's a review for The King's Man titled OK, and it reads S and dramatic moments, but that overall didn't have the charm of its predecessors. The CGI looked too computer generated and the storyline too heavy. I think, is this a bot? That like scrapes reviews and then gives negative but, reviews to movies? But only like the, like the last three, 2.5 right, sentences because of the review. It's... it's it's designed to get around content filtering that prevents duplicate reviews. But it doesn't prevent partial duplication. There's a review for The Matrix Resurrections titled, Yes. And it reads, It was with the 2021 movie The Matrix Resurrections from director Lana Wachowski. Of course, with the popularity of the original trilogy, then I can understand why they wanted to cash in on this franchise. But come on. And one out of five people found that helpful. But what are one out of five people doing? Okay, this is an interesting bot because it is only reviewed like it is only reviewed 17 movies. For some reason, one of them was Christmas at the Ranch. 
And the rest of them are, well, most of the rest of them are like actual big movies. And then there's there... there's also okay. So so sorry. I, what 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 other movies has it reviewed? I want to like go down the list to see if there's a conspiracy afoot here. Okay. The Lady of Heaven. Do we know what that one's about? Absolutely no goddamn idea. Okay, hold on. Let's look it up. It's an epic historical drama film. Not all of these are bad reviews either. Like, it gave The Lady of Heaven one star. The next one, A Journal for Jordan, it gave six stars. Okay, so, sorry, what was what did it give the first rev- movie? One star. Okay. A Journal for Jordan, it gave six stars. I should also mention that for half of these reviews, the actual text of the review is behind a warning spoilers cut. Fascinating. Okay, A Journal for Jordan is a... Box office bombs starring Michael B. Jordan, but not as the titular Jordan. What the fuck? Um, also, so far, the first two movies we've had reviewed have been about, in some way, Iraq. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So let's keep this going. There <laughs> okay. might be something here. Okay. I should also, I just looked, and all of these reviews were posted on December 28th, 2021. It went for one day, accomplished its mission, and stopped. The next movie is Mm. American Underdog, which it gave two stars. This one is about Kurt Warner. Okay. The next one... Um, barely made over its budget. Um, doesn't have any, like, major controversies. What did he rate it? What did this bot rate it? Uh, two out of ten. Okay. Probably doesn't like Zachary Levi. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting a You're picture getting here. A picture. Okay. <laughs> the next one is licorice pizza, which I remember being well received. Yeah, I that sounds vaguely familiar to me. It what did it, they give licorice pizza one star again? <laughs> I'm going to put this out there. The main character is a Jew. Oh, no. So, so far, we've got a good rating for the movie about a Iraq war soldier. A bad rating for two movies starring or about Jewish characters or actors. A bad rating for the movie about the Prophet Muhammad's daughter. Mm. What's up next? Because I'm starting to paint a picture of this bot possibly being a manifestation of Bob G. Oh God. Holy shit. Okay. The next one is Sing 2. Okay. What did he give Sing 2? <laughs> one star. Um, I don't have a good reason why <laughs> this one might just be that Sing 2 is kind of bad. Okay. Okay. The next one is The King's Man. Space? The... King's like a like possessive man. The one that stars uh, Ray Fiennes or whatever. Uh, yes, it gave that four stars. The one that ends. The one. The one that ends with a conspiracy. <laughs> with a conspiracy. With a mid-credit scene that 
<laughs> introduces Lenin to Hitler. What? As part of a global conspiracy for power. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh no. Okay. The next one might throw a bit of a wrench into this. Because it is the Matrix Resurrections. What was the Matrix Resurrections given? Six out of ten. Okay, so this this bot G, as we'll hereafter <laughs> refer to shit. it. Doesn't have a problem with trans people. Uh, that, weird, but I'll take it. I guess. Um, the next one is Agnes. Um, Agnes film, American twenty twenty one horror drama. What's the what's the um, two out of ten? These are all films released in twenty twenty one. Demonic possession. So I'm getting a picture of an explicitly. Christian <laughs> Bob G Bot G Bot G, um, thank you The next one is uh, Silent Night 2021 Yep uh, This one is a apocalyptic Christmas comedy 7 out of 10 Because it's about Christmas <clears throat> The next one There's a heterosexual married couple Kira Knightley is in it Okay, the next one is Being the Ricardos That one is about uh, Lucille Ball and Ricky Ricardo, yeah, right? As, as I, Javier Bardem? Yes. What rating? Five out of ten. It's like a middle-of-the-road review. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't have a good way this slots into my picture <laughs> okay. of Bot G. It's, it's, okay, the next one is Wolf. Um, so, here's the thing. Yes. There are three films from 2021 titled Wolf. This is two, the second one. Wolf 2? Like, it's parentheses, Roman numeral 2, close parentheses, open parentheses 2021 on IMDb. I'm looking on Wikipedia. So there's the Irish-Polish psychological drama. Um, there's a this is Malayan This is a high-concept art house drama about a boy who believes he is a wolf. Trying to find it. Oh, yes. That's the Irish-Polish one. Okay. 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 What's the rating on that? 7 out of 10. So here's another connection that I'm seeing. We have not one, but two Lily Rose Depp movies in a row. Interesting. Both getting relatively high ratings. Okay. The next one... Maybe this guy was a Justice for Depp Bob, that I wouldn't put that would past not, Bob G. No. Do you think it was just entirely random? I think it was a selection of movies from 2021. Yeah, it was all movies from 2021 with copy pasted sections of reviews of of other reviews for that movie and perhaps a random rating for only 17 movies. It's very on strange. one day and then stopped I don't know what's going on but my entire apartment is loudly vibrating oh oh landlords were running the blender never mind <laughs> okay 
Um, okay. Have we talked... We, we've completely lost the thread of this movie. Yes, we have. Uh, what... Okay. Kira, what would you give this movie if you had to give it a score out of ten stars? Ten stars. Um... God. Uh... Maybe like a four max. Okay, so I was I was somewhere around like a three. Three or four, yeah. It just you know, I was sold on the potential of a romantic lead being a you know sexy lesbian ranch hand. Because yes. like the idea of it that's, is fantastic. I like I said, I am a simple girl who has a weakness for hot girls who can ride horses. Mm-hmm. And I would abandon all of my principles for them immediately, <laughs> no questions asked. Fair. I mean, that's entirely understandable. And I'm just disappointed that it didn't find anything worth abandoning my principles for. Yeah. I agree. You know, if I'm watching a queer romance movie, I want it to be one where either I understand and relate to the protagonist, or I'm just really smitten with the protagonist. And that was a failure on both cases in this one. And I just can't recommend it. I'm not going to give it, like, minus five stars, but I'll give it a... Come on. Yeah, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a solid come on, guys. You had me at come on, guys. <laughs> oh my god. That is a delightful and very ancient Harris Whittles joke. And I cannot stop saying it whenever someone says come on, guys. <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks for listening. We sure didn't. But we did simp just oh, a little. Like, yeah, some. A decent amount. Just like, like, like a, like a, a sousson of <laughs> simp. It was, it was, yeah. Yeah. Just like a little splash to add a little bit of flavor. It was. Like you would with brandy into a vichyssoise. It was an amount of simping equal to the amount that the boss guy looked like Jim Carrey. Yes. Perfect app description for perfect, anyone who actually watches this movie. Perfect analogy, the listeners will understand it, no problem. I don't recommend watching this movie, so I hope you never understand this analogy. <laughs> I just okay. investigated something, and it turned up nothing regarding our bot. What? I I had a theory, because um, okay. on the the Christmas at the Ranch... The review that it copied was nine stars, mm-hmm. and it gave it one star. So I thought, what if it's giving the movie the rating, like, ten minus the rating of the review it's copying? So I looked up a different movie that it reviewed. I found the review that it was copying, um, and my theory was not correct. I'm disappointed that none of our conspiracy theories about this bot panned me, out and it's just a really bad me bot. Me too. It would have been fun. Yeah. But instead we're just stuck with the disappointment of another the, 
hundred episodes searching for our next meme it's, guy. I mean, it is fascinating in in like how mundane it is. It randomly reviewed seventeen movies on one day, and then didn't do anything since then. It is a like sort of. It, I it, I there's, have there's to understand a... why, but I will never understand why. There's a kind of simple enjoyment to these, what I would call zero depth conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, I I think more people should invest some time into digging at threads that don't exist. Yeah, it's fun. It's harmless. Yeah, as long as you don't start believing your own bullshit exactly that's it responsibly dig responsibly and if something seems too absurd to be true check to see if the cia actually did it first. <laughs> they might have admitted to having done it at this point what if uh, i think our new podcast sign off is just dig responsibly yeah that's a good one i i, I still love but thanks I mean, for listening it's we thanks sure for didn't. listening we sure didn't dig responsibly Okay, do you want to take that clean one yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, for the record, leaving literally all of this in on the Perfect. edit. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We sure didn't. Dig responsibly. Dig responsibly. Okay. It's perfect. Yeah, uh, it also encourages the listeners to make sure that they check with their local zoning office to know yes. if potentially there's electrical wires, water mains, something else where they might be digging. So I do encourage that everyone also dig Dig responsibly when it comes to digging up your yard. Yes. (laughs) Really, it's an all-around good advice. It's the perfect advice. Well, in that case, I think we should end the episode. Bye. Bye. Unsound Theories is a production of So Says Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Unsound Theories or follow Kat and Kira at ZaftiCat, Z-A-F-T-I-K-A-T, and at Sapphire underscore Mess, respectively. The best way to support the work we do is to tell a friend and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods. If you'd like to support our work monetarily to help us keep the lights on, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Media. There you'll gain access to behind-the-scenes content, Patreon-exclusive episodes, and so much more. The music used in this episode is Dance on All the Cell Phones by Chris Postel. You can find this and Chris's other work at soundslikeanearful.com. Until next time, stay wizard. <laughs>